amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. It has been long overdue to expose the truth that the Democrats and Republicans are sucking the life out of America's liberty and usurping our rights at every turn. Now is the time to seize our civil liberties and take back our individual rights. Here on Southern Liberty, we will expose it all. With his musket on his back, the Declaration of Independence in one hand, and the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Roderick Threats. Good evening, Southern Liberty. Appreciate everybody Doing the thing here this evening. You already know I'm your lovely, illustrious host, Mr. Roderick Threats. And you know how my co-host with me as always, Miss Kelly Champlin. I want I wanna uh 
unshock people being on the airwaves on Wednesday night. Thank y'all, Hendry County, Lee County, Collier County, Brevard County, Citrus County, Dade County, Palm Beach County, Monroe County. I appreciate y'all letting me cut into y'all's radio evening. Because you already know how it's about to go down. You know I don't do Wednesday shows unless it's something very, very important. Because, you know, that's my day off, man. That's my day off. No radio, no politics, no... But no, I have to be here because I have to be here for you guys, right? It's because of you guys out on public radio that I'm I'm still out here. You know what I mean? Um, This evening, um, I have a gentleman that will be coming on here momentarily. Um, to talk about the lawsuits um, that are actually filed, you know, on the federal level, going through going through the judicial circuit right now, um, about Dorona, Dorona syringe, you know, um, and you know, it's 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 what the the media has decided to hide from us citizens because you know we're we're just a, we're just a proletariat we don't we don't know nothing we stupid because we need the government to tell us how to run our lives right and as i said in 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 the in my uh ninth amendment of my bill of rights the government shall not tell me what my civil liberties are what I'm privileged to, what I'm not privileged to. So we're gonna we're gonna come through with this information this evening. It's gonna be a lot a lot to unravel, unwrap, whatever you wanna call it, unpack, as the cool kids call it. Um, what I suggest you get you a little bit of pen and paper. There's gonna be a lot of information flying through here in an hour. 45 minutes to an hour so i you know obviously i know y'all are on game but i really need you to be on game so you can you know uh, disseminate this information you know to your friends family uh pet alligators and, and all that stuff you know um because everybody and their mama need to know because you know what i always say y'all know i keep it real rona is sleeping with everybody right now she's the biggest whore on the planet right now so you need to protect yourself from rona and it doesn't have to be the syringe to do it you know what i'm saying so um let me go ahead and introduce y'all my my favorite co-host y'all already know her all too well but she she yeah i i i can't go without introducing her because you know she's my right hand left hand sidekick in this piece the chief communications officer of good old Black Patriot Media Group, Ms. Kelly Champlin, was going was going down this evening in a cackalack. Oh, lots of rain, but other than that, not a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> rain, man, get the heck out of here, rain. Are you kidding me right Whoa. now? We've had a lot of rain. We getting rain until Saturday, are you kidding? Well, you might I'm going to have to that. check my elbows for pin, feather, pin feathers, I kid you not. Man, you better go ahead and get that Chris Craft out of the back and just go ahead and go sailing on down to uh, Chucktown, huh? Actually, I'm thinking about taking a fishing pole out in the front yard. Are you kidding me? I'm liable to catch some damn fish. Hey, I'm just saying, catch catch a couple of those sea trout or something up there on the land. (laughs) Nah, bluegill, maybe a few trout. We're good. (laughs) All right, all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So I'm 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 kind of excited about this evening. Um, Absolutely. You know, you know. Again, right? We got to find out what's going on, what's going down behind the scenes, the distractions they're throwing oh, us. Yeah. You know, and all this good stuff when it's coming to this, uh, to, to this Rona. 
Hey, um, let's part the curtains and see who's behind them. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Because like I said, y'all, and I'll say it again, Rona's sleeping with everybody. And they don't, nobody mm-hmm. have a con- ain't nobody got a condom big enough to protect from that hoe. You know what I'm saying? So- <laughs> she She's definitely a floozy. Ain't seen mm-hmm. nothing like it. Hey, hey, she's even having kids. They call them variants. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how, how, do, how, does, how, how does that shit happen? Okay, but the thing is, is we all pay in the welfare bill on this one. Are you right? kidding me? Man, look at we pay Good not grief. only paying for it monetarily. You know what I'm saying? Well, we pay, you know, we're paying for it with our liberty too, because we're, we're, we're yes, people we are. are allowing them to control us with the fear uh, uh, yes. uh, of some 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 uh, super spreading hoe out here. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, uh, you keep calling yourself uh, Captain Save a Hoe. We ain't saving this hoe. Trust me. <laughs> you are you you damn right. You are damn right. That hoe can go to another street corner somewhere because we don't need you ratching. Okay, I'm just Absolutely. saying. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? She she. You know, they have her. You know twerking on the gram on the book. You know what I'm saying? They oh, have that her is not a pretty twerking. Bitch. Don't. Do this. They have, they have Rona twerking everywhere. You gotta get your syringe. No, ho, no. Just, just. If there's you know, anyone out there who does political <laughs> cartoons, <laughs> don't do this one. Don't do this. <laughs> That's an image nobody needs. Is Rona no. on a damn stripper pole? <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, no, no, she, Rona ain't on a stripper pole. Rona, uh, Rona on a syringe. She holding on to the needle sliding she, down like, hey. There you go. There you go. Well, you can make a stripper pole out of anything, I guess. <laughs> up and down and up and down. And down. Oh, my God. Oh. We going to hell, Roderick. We going to hell. Honey, hell don't want me. <laughs> I don't know. I got the blueprint sitting on my desk, so hey, I don't. Know. I don't I, special I, I, no, no, I want no part of that. I want no part of that. Because uh-huh. Rona probably down there too for sleeping with so oh, many geez. people. I ain't no. Mm-mm, I ain't going nowhere. That hoe. I don't know. You know considering, what I'm considering the virtue signaling that's going on, maybe not. <laughs> the virtue signaling. <laughs> you know, you're you're only a virtuous person if you get the Rona jab. Just oh saying. my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and the the gentleman oh, that we're gonna hey. be speaking with tonight has some information on this. <laughs> yes, he does. Without further ado, <laughs> let me go ahead and introduce our, our our special guest. I've known him, I've known this gentleman for a hot minute or two. I can't say three, because it ain't been that long, but two. A hot, hot couple, two minutes. Um, you know, he, he's a very, very astute young man. And, um, you know, he, his, uh, you know, me and his connection is uh, American jurisprudence. Because, you know, there, you know, we, you know, we understand it, you know, and granted, and mm-hmm. a lot of you know, I'm not a lawyer, right? But I, I, I've studied jurisprudence long enough to understand as much as a lawyer in most cases, especially when it comes to constitutional law, you know, and um, me and him connected on American jurisprudence. And, you know, it's kind of, it's been a, uh, a very staunch friendship, um, 
since then. So, you know, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce my special guest, Mr. Andrew Romine. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Hey, I appreciate you. So for my my lovely um, radio audience across South... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Florida, let, let everybody know um, who you are, what you do, and what you bring in. Well, uh, some who have probably seen me through TikTok, I make some videos, but I am an Army veteran, 10 years, fully disabled through the VA. I have a Associates of Applied Science and Medical background as a certified clinical medical assistant and currently taking paralegal classes online. I've been doing this for about uh, about three months now. I should have done legal classes instead of medical. I had the option before then, but I figured helping people in the medical field was a little bit better. Now I'm kicking myself in the butt. Everything going on now, lawyers are probably <laughs> cashing out right now. I'm yeah. telling you, man, the stuff I'm seeing. <laughs> but uh, I, one of my... Uh, Fortes is researching and diving into what's not being shown. And the stuff that I have, the information I have, you won't hear on mainstream media because they don't want people knowing that people are standing up and the laws that are being cited that these mandates are violating left and right. And no one's paying attention to it. Uh, the biggest one I always hear is Jacobson v. Massachusetts. That I hear that argument that case made all the time. And I'm like, yeah. bring it. Please bring that case to me. Please. What people don't get, and I want to point this out with this case, the question before the court was, could a government mandate vaccination for people who lack a valid medical reasons why, and this is important, a generally safe and effective vaccine would pose an unacceptable high health risk for them? The court said yes. They were not um, addressing the uh, religious rights on this because that wasn't actually established until much later. The reason why I bring this up as an invalid argument was the point where it says the vaccine is generally safe and effective. I have documents and I have talked to many other witnesses and professionals that the FDA made this approval, missing that information that it was safe and effective. They're basically, a, pardon my analogy for it, but pissing in the wind and hoping for the best. Uh, documents from Pfizer and the FDA show that there was missing information as to the safety and effectiveness in their control groups. They're missing control groups because when they're doing this clinical study, everyone was rushing to get this under emergency use authorization vaccine under the cover of fear and safety. They had no control groups, and that's in the CDC's own words, the FDA's own words, and uh, Pfizer's own words. So they want to use Jacobson v. Massachusetts was also a state issue. It wasn't Jacobson v. United States government. It was Jacobson Mm -hmm. v. his state. Background to this case was he was a pastor, and he objected to the $5 fine, which had been like uh, $150 to $200 in today's money, for not uh, complying with the mandate. The court further expanded in saying that the state legislation had the 
had the authority to do it. Not the executive department, not the judicial branch. The Supreme Court ruling said state legislation could fine you, put you in prison, but they lacked the authority to force it. And this was all in that case. So every time I see someone say, well, Jacob sees the Massachusetts, like, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Let's use that one, why don't you? And I've had videos taken down because, I guess, for harassment and bullying, where I'll point out their errors in their argument, read the case before you use it. And it's just a big cluster with that case because they're not reading it. And the media is just saying, this Supreme Court ruling allowed federal government to do it. No, it was a state government. It was legislation. Didn't allow the President of the United States or the Governor of the state to do it. It had to be a legislative act. As we all know, states have enacted in some form, way, or fashion vaccine mandates requirements for school age. But they allow medical and religious exemption or personal objections. That came up after World War II, as we all know, the Nuremberg trials. The World Court upheld that informed consent was a human right. Now, I'm going to touch on this. The Nuremberg trial is not a federal law in the United States. Never was. They just took the World Court's opinion and they made separate federal laws that equal out to what they were saying. Uh, religious objections were, were upheld, medical objections, their Supreme Court rulings or federal court rulings, stating that if a local entity, government, federal government, or district municipality placed a vaccine requirement for whatever reason under the First Amendment's Free Exercise Clause and the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause would have them place in a religious exemption. They also went on to say that if these mandates were allowed medical exemptions under the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, they have to allow religious exemptions. These were said well after this 1905 rule and 1908 rule that everyone keeps talking about. But they don't want to talk about that because it defeats their script, their purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my 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 first question on this though is, have any of these vaccines been actually approved? Because they're they're approved for emergency use authorization, but they're not fully approved, as far as I understand it, for normal everyday usage, like a flu vaccine would be. Correct. There is an, there is an FDA approval for a vaccine that is not here in the United States. Never has been, and. Uh, with information I received just before this um, call, mm-hmm. Pfizer has no intention of producing camaraderie here in the United States until the emergency use authorization has been used. Furthermore, in this letter to the FDA, they even quietly admitted that the two batches are not interchangeable. You cannot use one for the other. That was brought up in two lawsuits that I know of. One is in Knoxville, Tennessee, by the way. It's actually motioning the court for an injunction to stay the FDA approval. That's just in Knoxville, Tennessee. You've got uh, lawsuits in Arizona, Colorado, District of Columbia, uh, two in California, which both of those are now in the Supreme Court, and I've got Mm -hmm. those, and one in Alabama. That's been attacking the emergency use authorization from the get-go. That one is actually kind of important because they're actually showing that uh, vaccine injuries have been underreported and being swept under the rug by a factor of five. This was like uh, in June, uh, June or July, they have Mm -hmm. a whistleblower that that has access to CMS, a computer programmer, and his job was to work with Medicaid to find Medicare fraud 
going through people's files, doctors overcharging, uh, abusive process, or violating the opioid prescription rules in Medicaid or Medicare. Well, he decided to go on his own and do research and see how many Medicaid patients got the vaccine, looked at yeah. their files, he had access to them. And then he said, through my own numbers and research, at the time, Bears was reporting about 4,500, 6,000 deaths. As we all know, Bears is underreported anyways. He said mm -hmm. that the actual numbers with Medicaid and Medicare under CMS was upward of 45,000 deaths. And this was in June. Oh, my that's God. In Alabama, that's in the Alabama lawsuit. Now, is this nationwide or is this worldwide or is this just... I it wasn't clear where he was stating that from. I don't know if he had CMS access to the region he was in in Alabama or if it was that whole southern eastern United States. It wasn't uh, defined in his sworn statement. He just said just from where he had access to, but he was comparing it to VAERS. VAERS is worldwide. People don't understand that. They get information from the United States and overseas. They do oh. have those information. Um, so I'm going to assume he's talking worldwide, nationwide, because he's comparing his numbers to what was reported to theirs. So I'm going to make that safe assumption that he's talking nationally. Okay. And this is back in June. They're at 45,000 deaths, and you are coming October. What do you think it is now? Yeah, no joke. Know. Okay. The The next question I have is, is um, the Jacobson case says that the vaccine must be safe. Well, yes, how, do you, how, do you, how do you make a mandate that has not, for a vaccine that, number one, has not been approved in the U.S., hasn't been approved anywhere as far as I know, and has not been proven safe and effective? Because what we're seeing now is a lot of cases of people who have had the vaccine and are not only getting COVID, but they're dying from it. And they're also transmitting the virus. So how does how is that safe or effective? Well, I mean, since you're asking me, I'm going to say it's not. And what's been going on in these lawsuits, uh, the Knox County lawsuit, Knoxville, Tennessee is asking that question. The District, okay. District Court Columbia is asking that question. And the two cases in California is asking the same question. The... Uh, District Court of Columbia is an interesting one because it's service members taking on the President of the United States. There's even a Secret Service agent in that lawsuit. Wow. Border Patrol agent, uh, airport uh, military officers, and I've speaking to, and I have talked to lawyers that have these different cases just to ask some questions because I have people on my own and I'm working in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, mm -hmm. OR and L employees are getting, you know, set aside with the religious exemption. It was approved. Now they're being put on unpaid leave. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that that was just mind blowing. And these cases are asking, how was this approved so quickly when no vaccine in our history has been approved before a ten year mark? There's federal laws that limit their abilities to approve it so quickly for that safe and effective. They don't know any long term damages right now. They have no data. We are the data. We're we're the test pigs right now. Yeah. When people say the data present, I'm like, hey, you are the data. Oh yeah. At this point in time, I mean, there's no logical explanation, so I can sit here and look at someone on the news. It's okay, yeah, that's right. This vaccine's only been out seven months. And in the uh, Colorado lawsuit, 
this is actually something that I picked out, and I can give the links to to you guys and put it on your website. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Strong, uh, mm-hmm. Army flight surgeon, she has the safety and security of 4,000 pilots or service soldier members under her command. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Uh, she's got information from the CDC that exposes a main component that is in this vaccine, and they use what's called a lipid nanoparticle delivery system. Okay. The CDC has even tested this delivery system on animals with a supposedly safe compound, but they have found out during the animal trials, and this is from the CDC, that the mortality rate amongst their subjects was 100%. They all died. And that's in the CDC's own words. So people out there saying they haven't done any animal testing. Yes, they did. They just hit it because they all died. Wasn't this a, wasn't this the testing that was done on rabbits? Uh, rabbits, uh, rats, I believe, was one of them. Uh, the one study I was particularly really interested in when I did it on rat, uh, the mice. They all got the injection, they went through the test phase, and they all died two to three months later. Well, mm. here's the problem. If you compare a mice's life to a human's life, anyone who got that shot, if they're going by that study and if it falls through the course, anyone who had that shot is going to suffer irreparable damages within two to three years of that shot, if not dead. But I'm not the, I'm not the uh, expert on that. I'm just looking at the studies. If you have a 100% mortality rate in your animal test subjects, Something tells you common sense. Yeah, let's not put this in humans right now. I mean, that's just me. But here we are. Okay. Now, the problem we have, the the problem, the problem we have, though, right, with 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 this whole thing is the fact that we have a climate change population control lobby well, let's call it what it is it's a complete and total eugenics lobby okay that oh, is yeah. in that is that that is in that 66 uh, mile square up there right that wants to depopulate the world this is where we are and what these people are not understanding is if you depopulate the world on a mass scale, you are going to cause Mother Nature to respond in a certain way. And Mother Nature is going to respond in a manner that she will cleanse herself. 
right? Because Mother Nature's always adjusting to what's happening with, with animals on this earth. She is always doing that, right? Uh, 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 yep. Greenhouse gas emissions, et cetera, right? Um, but when you start taking out ma- massive amounts of people, you start make things barren. It's kind of like it's kind of like think about an old house, right? Well, not just think about any house, right? It could be a brand new house. What happens when that house is being lived in? That house seems to keep up, right? Shut off the electricity in a house for over a year and watch what happens to that house. The house deteriorates. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's all different types of things that happen in that house. In just a year's period, if it's empty for over a year, the earth will do the same thing. The earth will do the exact same thing. There's yep. no doubt about that. Then what do you have? You don't have a tax base at this point. You can try to rule over the people. Right, you can try to rule over the the small amount of people you got left, but they're going to revolt. Right, kind of reminds me how Armenia revolted against Turkey mm-hmm. after Armenian genocide. They try to you know run over them. Right, it, it, it all this is is a ploy to rule the world. I agree. And what they're doing to our military. It should disgust people what they're doing to them. One of the oh, main yeah. compounds that was that was exposed by this lieutenant colonel, and this is when Pfizer was redacting everything. Pfizer had 14 days to fully release their entire contents of this vaccine, but they didn't. They released some information, but it redacted. This lieutenant colonel in the army come out under the Military Whistleblower Protection Act. The main compound she discovered in this was ALC-0315. And, and she has the safety data sheet to this thing. The very last warning was caution. Product has not been fully validated for medical applications for research use only. That was the very last warning on this thing that they gave. The other things were, if it's spilled, use full hazmat and evacuate the area it gets in your skin, do not in, uh, inhalate it, don't, you know, breathe the fumes in. If that happens, start CPR. I mean, there's a lot of warnings on here, and this is, makes up 30 to 45% of the vaccine, and they're injecting this into people. The issue with the lipid nanoparticle delivery system, we all know vaccines, they normally work one way. They put it in your arm, and it stays in your arm. That's where it stays. Unfortunately, this is going through your whole entire body for almost two weeks. It's circulating your whole entire body. Vaccines don't normally do that. They just stay in one spot. That's where you get the irritation on that one spot, Mm -hmm. and it just stays put. Your body gets used to it. Vaccines don't strengthen your immune system. There's other ways to do that. Vaccines is a way to expose your body to an antigen. Your body recognizes it, fights it, and gets used to it, but it's creating an immune response, meaning your body recognizes a foreign substance and it goes to fight it off. However you react to it depends on person to person. And we all know flu is worse than coronavirus. Mm -hmm. The human coronavirus has been in existence for over 21 years. We have a coronavirus pandemic of some form and some shape every so often. I think there's like three in the last 10 years. 
but it wasn't that big of a deal. No one said anything about it. Then we all know about the gain-of-function research. Fauci was exposed, but everyone's just like, no, nah, mm -hmm. he said he didn't do it and go with him because he's the expert we're going to listen to. I'm like, okay. And then so I did, did a little digging on Fauci himself. The part of the NIH, they kind of mediate between the vaccine companies to the FDA. Yeah. The FDA does none of the testing. They do none of the work. They just receive the paperwork. The mm -hmm. NIH actually prepares that paperwork. And what's funny is the person who prepares that paperwork gets sent to FDA is Fauci's own wife. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fauci's yeah. wife is running the um, NIH. Not NIH, but the uh, FDA. She's running the FDA. Christine Grady works yep, in the Christine NIH. Grady. She's in the Department of Bioethics. Right. That is the department that prepares all the paperwork from all these vaccine companies, makes sure the, you know, the T's yeah. are crossed, the I's are dotted, makes sure everything's right, and then they give it to the FDA. Her name is Christine Grady, and on her own bio, it says that Dr. Fauci is her husband. Yeah, nothing funny going on there at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> the prior FDA commissioner resigned in July of 2019. Guess mm -hmm. where he is right now? Where? He's on he's on Pfizer's board of directors. Oh, 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 oh that's rich. Yeah. Not shocked. Yeah, when I found this out about Fauci's wife, oh I just spent time and I started digging anyone that has to do with Pfizer and the FDA. I found a letter and I forgot the congressman's woman, she's a Democrat, when the commissioner of the FDA resigned in twenty nineteen, went to Pfizer got put onto the board, she wrote a very stern, not-so-nice letter to him saying that this reeks of corruption and it distills mistrust with the American people over a supervisory board over companies are supposed to manage. And she's right. It just reeks yeah. of, you know, corruption. It almost, it almost sounds like something Elizabeth Warren would do, to be honest. Actually, I think that would have been her that wrote it. I'd have to double You, you can Google it. I yeah. didn't save it. Because as much as as much as much as I dislike her, she has she's been right on on quite a bit of this. Yeah, and going back a little bit, Elizabeth Warren was pretty uh, vocal on election fraud, election integrity for the past two cycles, writing letters to other congressmen and senators saying we have an issue in our election process. There's fraud in our election, and she was yeah. utterly ignored. And now people are talking about it, and she's not coming out saying a thing. I was yeah. like, "There's your letters." So I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah, um, I know, right? But but getting Pfizer. back to this, getting back oh, to this, and I and I'm and I'm going to kind of interrupt your train of thought here a little bit because this is a question that was asked in our chat room, and it's one that's been bugging me for quite a while. Um, okay. Treatment uh, treatment protocols for this virus. Why have drugs like uh, uh, hydrochloroquine and ivermectin been completely sidelined when in places like India they're getting fantastic results out of just the, using these drugs as treatments to get rid of COVID in their in their patients. Money. That's the only thing that's stopping it. Yep. Ivermectin costs $25 for you to have a full treatment. That, yeah. Um, Five vial treatment that they're putting out right now, uh, Gladysphere, whatever it's called, 
cost anywhere from twenty five hundred to twenty eight hundred for five vials, five treatments. Yeah, uh, you took remdesivir. Remdesivir. Yeah, right? remdesivir. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that treatment costs over $2,500 for one treatment, five vials. Five vials. When you can go get ivermectin for $25, and that's proven to work. Hydrochloroquine, proven to work. They canned it because there's no money in it. Now, if you also pay attention, Pfizer released a trial drug, antibiotic. It's basically ivermectin rebranded so they can make money off of it. But they say that you can only use that if you – it has to be used in line with the vaccine, meaning you had to have the vaccine and then take this pill as well to help. I'm like, oh, wow. That's counterintuitive, okay. though. I mean, that's completely yeah. counterintuitive. If you have the vein, that is in and of itself an ameliorant, is it not? You would you would hope. I mean, people get vaccines to deter diseases all the time. but Okay, but, um, but, this, but this is not an actual vaccine. It is just an ameliorant, or it's supposed to be. Oh well, it's only it's supposed therapy. to reduce your reduce your symptoms enough so that you don't get hospitalized and die from it. But well, the funny what, thing is that, according to VARES and the information I got from Lieutenant Colonel and other sworn statements, uh, this Lieutenant Colonel had to ground all of her pilots who got this shot because they had incidents in the air where pilots were blacking out in air, and it was a direct result of these vaccines causing strokes, blood clots, uh, blood heart murmurs. Yeah. yeah, so the biggest the biggest thing she had to do was any of her service members that got this vaccine, she grounded them immediately, took them off flight status, saying, you're not getting in the air. She had to do that for like 2,500 of her service members. And oh, her gosh. recommendation right now to the court is to ground every pilot, either military or civilian, who's ever gotten that because it's just it's a disaster waiting to happen. God forbid you pass out and you're a... Uh, a commercial airline pilot, and you have 120 mm-hmm. souls on board, and your pilot co-pilot just decides to take a nap and never wake yeah. up. Yeah, no, no. But going back to your your question, it's about money. It's never about your health. It's about control. It's about compliance. And I make references, and I get hated on for this a lot. And I'm basically saying, for you people that looked at history, and if you ever wondered how Adolf Hitler got Germans to go along with the way he treated Jews, now you know. Oh, and I get hated on that for all the time. And I tell people, history isn't knowing that the Jews were sent off to concentration camps. History is knowing how he allowed the country to get to that point where everyone just turned their head. We're in the middle of it. We're not the beginning stages. We are probably like five or six steps into what Mein Kampf was. Damn. And I uh, can tell you how far back this goes. And I've been I've been beating this dead horse ever since it happened. Are you guys familiar with the Smith the Smith Monday Act of 1948, Public Law yeah. 80-402? Yep. A lot of people don't know that that was repealed in 2012. Yep, it sure was. That's why VOA VOA went crazy and NPR became it got more funding. Mm-hmm. That, to explain to everyone that's listening, apparently you two have a general idea what it is. It's called the Smith Mundit Modernization Act of 2012 and the 112th Congress, H.R. 5736. It was a small portion of the National Defense Authorization Act, one of many Obama promised never to do again because he campaigned that that was a bad thing for Bush to do, but he continued it. Go figure. What that allowed <laughs> it to do was to keep government out of the narrative of the news. 
controlling the news. I'm not going to say fake media, fake news, call it what you want, but the minute the government can control your news, control your education, Sig how I mean, what more do you want? This, we're on the steps, or we've been going on this step for a very long time now, and it's just coming to flourishing. People, oh, it's just 15 days to flatten curve. I start saying, the minute you start doing this, lockdowns, face masks, I've got friends yep. that were preaching vaccines were coming. I was right with them, and here we are. Yeah. Yep. We got, we got to run the break real quick. I got the red light over here. So y'all sit back, relax, and chill for a minute. You know, you know what I always say, cheese, wine, crackers, all that, stretch your legs. Make sure you don't keep that flow going in your legs, people. We'll be back in seven. This is the Fox Business Report. Stocks reversing course from a morning sell-off and ending higher as tech stocks gain ground and signs of progress emerged in Washington on the debt ceiling debate. The Dow rising 102 points, the Nasdaq up 68, S&P 500 up 18. And Costco posted robust sales in September, rising nearly 16% to $19.5 billion. Like other retailers, Costco has been experiencing the same supply chain shortages. And sales at Levi Strauss rose in the third quarter, lifting profits as consumer demand picked up during the back-to-school season and shoppers loaded up on the latest denim trends. And just in time for the holiday shopping season, Office Depot has announced its 20-minute pickup promise, which will make orders placed on the retailer's website or mobile app available for in-store or curbside pickup in 20 minutes, or the customer will receive a coupon for $20 off their next qualifying purchase. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries are not cheap. They're $70,000 a year. I'm Alan Jones, founder and CEO of Bambi. I created Bambi specifically for small business. Get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. Seriously. Let's change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. With Bambi, your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, we customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month, period. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. Get a free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash free. Spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash free. Go to Bambi.com slash free. Looking for compromise. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. Senate Democrats seem ready to agree to part of a proposal from Republican leader Mitch McConnell to extend the debt limit into December. Budget Committee Chair Bernie Sanders. It would have been a global economic collapse if, in fact, the wealthiest nation on earth did not pay its debt. Sanders says an agreement could get a vote soon. The Treasury Department says a deal must be reached by October 18th. Several Republican governors traveled to the southern border earlier today to call out President Biden's immigration policies. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says the buck stops with the White House when it comes to securing the southern border. President Joe Biden has caused 
a humanitarian crisis and chaos on our border. Abbott noting the recent surge of Haitian migrants in the city of Del Rio to prove his point. We know that that chaos will be repeated unless and until President Biden takes action. Abbott in a news conference with other GOP governors called on the president to take 10 immediate actions, including reinstating the wait in Mexico policy for asylum seekers and finishing the border wall. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. Last week, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced Border Patrol agents would begin focusing on the apprehension and removal of non-citizens who were a threat to our national security and public safety and do a case-by-case assessment to determine if a person imposes a threat. With millions of Americans still not vaccinated against COVID-19, Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy stresses vaccine requirements are about creating safer spaces for people to work, learn, and get health care. We are incredibly fortunate to have vaccines that are highly effective and are proven to have a strong safety profile. And he says the more people get vaccinated, the faster the pandemic will come to an end. Today, the Los Angeles City Council voted to approve vaccine requirements for indoor public spaces starting in November. America is listening to Fox News. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com Fox. Indeed.com Fox. Offer valid through October 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Two men in Michigan face terror charges after authorities say they fired shots at a Michigan State Police helicopter. The Michigan State Police helicopter was assisting the Flint Police Department Saturday while troopers investigated reports of gunfire. When the chopper took shots, no injuries, the suspects, David Cox and Jeremy Engelman, both 26, later arrested and now arraigned on charges including assault with intent to murder and terrorism. Both are being held on $50,000 bond. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco says the Justice Department is prepared to take legal action against government contractors and other companies who get government grants if they fail to report cyber attacks using a statute called the False Claims Act. And she says the DOJ will protect whistleblowers who report any hacking. A nonprofit group of investigators claims to have solved a decades-old cold case. The Zodiac terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area in the late 1960s. Believed responsible for at least seven murders between 1968 and 69. Zodiac claimed 37 killings. The Zodiac taunted authorities for years by mailing boasting confession letters and chilling cryptograms to newspapers with his notorious Zodiac symbol. The public speculation has linked nearly a dozen possible suspects, but the nonprofit group thecasebreakers.org says the Zodiac was a man named Gary Francis Post from Northern California, an Air Force radar technician who died in 2018 at 80 years old. Fox's Eric Sean. Two scientists have won the Nobel Prize for chemistry for finding what's being called an ingenious and environmentally cleaner way to build molecules that can be used to make everything from medicines to food flavorings. The work of Benjamin List of Germany and Scotland-born David W.C. McMillan has allowed scientists to produce those molecules more cheaply, efficiently, and safely. I'm Lisa Lacerra. This is Fox News. 
slow is just right if you're on vacation. A sloth or describing QuickBooks, more like slow books. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now's the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers in control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those who switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash Fox right now. Get special financing at NetSuite.com slash Fox. NetSuite.com slash Fox. Welcome back, Southern Liberty. I know we're talking about these lawsuits concerning the Rona syringe and all of that good stuff. The deception, the underhandedness, the money laundering. Uh, I mean, it's, you know. One of the throes of living in a capitalist world sometimes, you know. It can be evil. You know, the good old crony capitalism. And to use a disease, virus, whatever you want to call it, ailment, for profit and gain is just completely sickening. It's completely sickening. I personally think they all should be strung up on a tree somewhere. I mean, that's that's my honest opinion. But that's not for me to determine. I got a clip I want to play for you guys. This this was about 30 years ago. Uh, Dr. Robert Willner accused Dr. Anthony Fauci um, of genocide. Y'all, 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 y'all listen. Y'all listen at this clip. 
We're talking about probably the most horrible scandal and scam ever perpetrated, not only in the name of science, but in humanity and in all history. Today is December 7th, and I was uh, 12 years old when the attack on Pearl Harbor came, and I remember World War II very well. And it's a very significant day today because I see an incredible parallel between what is going on in the so-called AIDS epidemic and what happened in the years preceding and resulting in World War II. The great lie of Hitler. It's amazing. I think he would envy the job being done by members of the National Institutes of Health and even the media, especially in this country. And I will put the lie to the individuals of the NIH, particularly Gallo and Fauci and Hazeltine and Essex and the rest of these scoundrels of the worst order. Criminals guilty of genocide, without a doubt. I invite them to take me to court. I wish Burroughs Welcome would take me to court because they have been putting out a killer drug knowingly. Because in a court of law, I would have the opportunity to, pr to provide the absolute proof and evidence, as I have in my book, Deadly Deception. Now, I'm not alone in what I'm doing here today. How does the press escape such obvious truths? Why would the finest virologist in the world, the most noted virologist, member of our National Academy of Sciences, Peter Duesberg, why would he put his entire career on the line? What did he have to gain? He's already lost his laboratory and his funding. They can't take away his professorship because he's tenured. I mean, you heard it. This was oh, yeah. just 30 years ago. Fauci was accused of doing the same thing he is doing now. And the media, again, is still silent, right? The fourth estate has been dead. The fourth estate is supposed to be the check on the first and second estate. But we are not seeing that. It's taking independent citizen journalists mm -hmm. like Project Veritas, like my friend Andrew here, Right, like us to expose this stuff to y'all, so you so you have an understanding of what you are up against. It might seem like the Great Wall of China. It might seem like the Berlin Wall, but walls can be scaled. Mm -hmm. Walls can be blown through. Walls can be hacked apart. This pandemic, air quotes, is our Berlin Wall. And as long as all of us keep doing our job, staying up to date on what's happening and not disseminating misinformation, that wall will fall. And it's going to fall hard.
And it's going to fall on top of those people that we need to hold accountable. This is the biggest eugenics project we have seen since the ABL was founded. Yeah, it is. It gets worse. I got, uh, you just reminded me of something that I have in my uh, arsenal of goodies. I'm going to play a clip for you. Let me know if you guys can hear this, okay? Probably not. I got okay. Do me do me a favor. Huh? Just sit. Do me a favor. Send it um, if you send it over to uh, to Kel, and then we'll we'll get it on, real quick while okay, while we're what while we're talking. Um, so might while, not be able to do it. Okay, it, it's all good. Um, but you know we it, it, it's important. You know that we we stand up. And I know y'all hear me say this all the time, and I'm going to keep repeating it until we all do. Um, it, it's important that we stand up uh, to this uh, medical apartheid they're putting us in. Slowly but surely. All to control us. I mean, we, we have to, literally at this point, my recommendation is to just literally ignore the people that want to scream that people are anti-vaxxers because those are the worst. Those are the worst mm -hmm. kind of people. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, they are the worst type of people on this earth. That, that's straight up. I, I really don't care if I hurt their feelings on that, on that one, but they are the worst people on this earth. They are worse... Than, than than Constantine. Yeah. Hmm. They were worse than the rulers of the Ottoman Empire. They're, they're, they're that bad. They are that bad. And that's pretty low to say of a person, but I really don't give two fucks. Yeah. <laughs> because these people need to be put in their place. And where they belong and slap some sense into them. Because I'm going to be straight up, and y'all already know how I feel about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. If, if uh, Andrew's, uh, what he's laid out about people passing on after two years, three years, you know, or having severe complications from this syringe. Just remember, you so-called people hollering about anti-vaxxers, anti-vax that. I'm not going to have any pity on you. I will literally spit on your grave. I will dance on your shit. Because I don't give two fucks. Because you tried to sell out my liberty. You tried to convince others to sell out their liberty. Their individual choice. For what you wanted. That is. You are the true terrorist to liberty. You are the true domestic terrorist to the literal foundation of America. Your blood, along with your tyrant and status friends, will be the blood that waters the tree of liberty. Yes, it will. That will be yep. it. 
so we can all move on without your vitriol, without your rhetoric, without your 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 deranged type of mind, because there is no room in the world for people that don't have common sense. There is no room in the world for people that want to dictate to you what you can, what you shouldn't do. Because I'll be damned. You come for me. I will make sure I am carried by six and not judged by 12. Absolutely. I heard that in the military all the time when I deployed to a combat area or went out on a mission. I heard that every single day from our LT. Yeah. Yeah. And I really feel sorry for the kids that are being pushed into this because their parents don't want to do their due diligence. And I know parents who put this on their kids, made their kids get this stuff when they're at the right age. Right now Mm -hmm. they're trying to get um, kindergarten through 12th grade to be uh, approved under EUA to take this vaccine. And parents are just waiting at the door for this to happen. Do they not see Senator Johnson with uh, a conference with vaccine-injured people? They had this uh, 13-year-old girl. She's a gymnast. She's completely bedridden. She's in a wheelchair. She she has to eat through a feeding tube now. Mm -hmm. And those people are being ignored. And they're like, yes, please, I want to give my my kid a shot next. I feel sorry for those kids. Angry at those parents, but pity for those children. Because those children don't know any better. Yeah. And I hope nothing happens to them. I hope that their body can fight it off, but with the current numbers we have right now, right now through VAERS and whistleblowers, there are people dying to this vaccine within two days of getting the shot. The majority of vaccine injuries, anywhere from like 45 to 65% occur within two days of the shot, up to, a, up to four, 14 days. That's where the majority of this is happening. And hopefully no one gets injured past it. Hopefully those people years down the road, nothing happens to them. But like he said, you know, we were telling them, we were showing them the science. They were the party of science. They just wanted to believe the science that they were being shown on TV. The scientists that were being paid. Like your frontline doctors, they risk their whole careers, their life. They gain nothing out of this by showing you the truth, or in their view, lying to you, quote-unquote. They gave nothing by it. They weren't being paid. They, a, lot of, a lot of them lost a lot of respect in their working field. And uh, the uh, lawsuit in Alabama was done by a ton load of frontline doctors. They had yeah. 15 doctors per one attorney, and I think they had seven attorneys representing plaintiffs. And they were all representing a handful of different doctors that were all under the frontline doctors group. And it's just mind-boggling, the information, the science they put in there, the CMS information that I spoke earlier about. It's all there, and the media is silent. I'm like, if media actually did their job, Donald Trump would be president of the United States right now. If media did what they were yeah. supposed to do, we wouldn't have a president, Joe Biden. We wouldn't be here right now. And people are ignoring the fact that Joe Biden tried for office already and failed miserably. He was kicked out of the primaries for uh, lying about his history and plagiarized, plagiarizing a Canadian official in a yeah. speech. Yeah, that, like, was his, on, that was his first run at it. He's had two other runs before he was successful with this one. Well, 
I wouldn't call this a successful race. Well, and I, I was just thinking of the same thing. It's not exactly successful. It was it was grabbed. How's that? Yeah. I mean, even the mainstream media was calling him out when he wasn't coming out and speaking in public. I think it was CNN that even said it. How do you expect to win a presidential race when you don't come out on the trail and talk to people? And then he started making comments, and then he went to like two or three times a week. Then he had Donald Trump out there every single day holding rallies doing his job as a president of the United States, but still yeah. pulling crowds in. They were they had to shut cities down because the traffic yeah. jams because so many people come out. The majority of Joe Biden's crew was the protesters, the opposition. And the media. <laughs> yeah, and media, yeah, just trying to spin it for whatever reason. And the, okay, so so – just uh, just out of curiosity, because you've talked about this, and, and we were talking on the break about some of the lawsuits that are going on, and you've mentioned the Alabama lawsuit. What are some of the lawsuits? What are they? What are they suing over? And what has been the upshot so far of the results? I mean, what's what's happening with all of that? Unfortunately, judicial takes about as time to make a decision as uh, legislative does. I think policymakers are longer. Right now, nothing's <laughs> happened. Okay. Uh, everything is still on precedence. They're doing their uh, ca- uh, case management time frame. So nothing's really come out of them except for the California ones. Like I said, those are in the Supreme Court. Uh, they asked for TROs, restraining orders. They got denied. They appealed it to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. They refused to hear it. And then they did a writ of mandamus to the Supreme Court. Those okay. have been docking and scheduled to be but heard. what is – Now, I know people well, – but what is the basis of their lawsuit? What oh, exactly are they forced, suing the state over? There's, it's not the state. It's uh, one's a college university, and I forgot what the other one was for. But they're under the same premise that they're mm-hmm. forcing people to take vaccines that's under emergency use authorization, okay. face mask requirements that's still under EUA, and the COVID-19 requirements, if you don't get vaccinated, you have to get tested so many times a week. That's under EUA as well. They're... Mm-hmm. Going to the Supreme Court because the judge abuses discretion in denying the TRO to stop the school from disenrolling students. Uh, University of California, this is in the Eastern District of CA. The school had put out saying, we're not going to worry about mask mandates or vaccines. You can come on, come to school. We're not going to do all that. Well, when the fall semester begun, when college started up, the day at school, everyone got a mass email. If you are not vaccinated, you must be vaccinated by a certain date or wear a mask and show negative tests for you to come to in-school learning. Now they were trying to disenroll these students. It it got so bad that the defendants, the university's own staff, testified against the school, doctors. Uh, One of them was attributing that natural immunity far outweighs the benefit of a vaccine. The immunity with natural immunity lasts a lot longer. They don't have any cases where they show natural immunity only lasts 60 days, whereas the mm-hmm. vaccine does. The vaccine has known health risks that outweigh the benefits. Well, yeah. the TRO was denied. They appealed it to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. They refused to hear it. Now they're in the Supreme Court. They're addressing the vaccine under EUA, addressing the face masks, and they're addressing the testing. Now, this isn't challenging state law. These are challenging mandates implemented by a municipality, a school, public school, in violation of constitutional grounds and federal laws. Now, where I had talked about Jacobson v. Massachusetts, this was suing the state off state law. 
Mm-hmm. This Supreme Court ruling, if they come out for the plaintiffs or the appellates, it's going to shape a lot of things going on right now because they're suing off of federal law protections and constitutional laws. If they reverse and remand the TRO by putting it in place under the grounds that the shots are emergency use, you can't do that, so the face mask and the testing, that's going to hold weight on a lot of things. The federal case in Knoxville, Tennessee, is attacking the FDA's approval of camaraderie, but it's attacking the fact that they did a bait and switch by saying that even though the vaccine approved isn't here in the United States, it's the same lot, same makeup as the EUA, and it could be used interchangeably. Well, they got proof from the CDC and the FDA that that's not true either. So they're attacking the FDA approval to set it aside. Now, here's the funny thing. If that actually takes place, either one of those two kick off and that takes place, and you've got your private sector already firing and reprimanding people under the presumed DOL and OSHA's guidelines that hasn't been written yet. Let me yeah. say that again. Has not been written. you got employers under fear of fines. They're trying to fine people $700,000 for not complying. Yeah. That if these judges rule in favor of the plaintiffs and people get reprimanded or fired from their job, it sets it aside as if it never happened. All those companies are now subject to civil rights wrongful termination because they terminated someone over a vaccine that wasn't approved. Yeah. You and know, and it's I've it's one of those things that <clears throat> I can only assume at this point, and I and this is just an assumption. Uh, I can only assume at this point that the wrongful termination lawsuits are going to be flying fast and thick because well, they are right now. But, you know, you you can't fire someone. You can't keep them from their job on the basis of an emergency use authorization for a vaccine that hasn't proven to do anything. There, um, for I mean, common sense point, has to come into this at some point. Case in point, I'm working with ORNL lab employees. It's a federal lab, but mm-hmm. it's contracted out to a private company. These employees have been working from home for 19 months since this whole pandemic started up. Not a problem, no issues. Vaccine mandate comes out. Then they submit their religious objections. They approved their religious objections and then said that remote employment is no longer reasonable accommodation. Either get the shot by October 14th or you're going on unpaid leave until the state of emergency is done or we can accommodate you in a different way. People are being told to turn their ID badges over. Wow. Off the religious objections being approved, but still being suspended. They're not being terminated, but they're still having adverse action on them because of the religious objection. Just like the, what is it, the United employees that are doing the same thing? I think it's either American or United. uh, They did the same thing. Yeah, I I haven't talked to anyone from there. I do have a friend that's an airline attendant, and mm-hmm. that was the audio I was trying to play for you. She has first-hand information. The Afghan refugees are being flown from D.C. out west. Mm-hmm. They don't wear masks because they don't speak English. Yep. Uh, she had transported over 20,000 of these refugees in a few days. Yeah. And she said that she was exposed to over 170 of them that were positive for COVID, and they were positive for measles. Yeah. When I spoke to an attorney working in the Knox County, the Knox Knoxville suit, I told him what I had 
and this lady was willing to come forward and testify, although it wouldn't work for his case. So I have to get a hold of the D.C. lawyer. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, are you kidding me? They got measles. The United States government just added measles to quarantine list. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah. You know, COVID-19 quarantine and put measles on it as well. And he had no clue why he heard that clip. He's just like, you got to be kidding me. They're okay. taking these refugees to military bases. It's not, okay, and it's not just the Afghan refugees that are bringing measles in. It's also from the southern border. Yeah, I because don't have any the knowledge down that, there, I wouldn't doubt it. The people down there are testing positive for measles. They're testing positive for tuberculosis. They're testing positive. There's at least one case. For leprosy. Oh, I'm sure. I'm just saying what I have knowledge of and what I've been told from first-hand source. I haven't mm-hmm. spoken to anyone about the southern border, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Uh, that's exactly what the Arizona lawsuit's over, too. Uh, the attorney general for the state of Arizona has filed a lawsuit against the uh, DHS, the president, one other person, over their mandates for federal employees and American citizens to get all this stuff and obey these mandates, but these immigrants or these mm-hmm. refugees coming over are exempt from that. How is that right? Yeah. And you don't know it's what not. they have. They're not being invented. That's the, that's the basis for the Arizona lawsuit, and I didn't actually get to read it fully. I just skimmed through it. I, I was going through like five different lawsuits, so that's the Arizona okay, lawsuit. But this, okay, but this weekend we heard we heard Dr. Fauci uh, say that you know, immigrants were not the problem in all of this. It's the unvaccinated American citizens that were the issue. Oh, I know. And that, that lie is about to be blown up in court, too. Because yes, sooner or later, is. these courts are going to make rulings. It's mm-hmm. going to become news. They're going to talk. It's going to come out. They're just trying to keep the lie going for as long as they can. It's like Joe Biden said during the eviction moratorium when he extended it. He said, this probably isn't illegal. The Supreme Court said I can't do this. But I'm going to do it anyway to get the mm-hmm. help that people need and do it for as long as I can to get what we want done. That's exactly what we're seeing with these mandates. The President of the United States has no authority to mandate the private sector to do anything. Yeah. And in his new like, tax bill, that's where the $700,000 fines coming into. Any mm-hmm. company that has over 100 employees doesn't comply, they're going to get taxed $700,000. And yeah. so people are doing this to get this going so they don't get that fine. It's all done by fear. And I'm talking to local business owners. I'm showing them their rights, how to fight back and stand up for their employers or their employees. Luckily for me, they're already on that side. They just didn't know how to go about it. I just gave them resources. So they're already there. I didn't have to convince them to do it. They just didn't know how to. So I've been talking to local business owners, small business owners, uh, different people, 
local stores like Walmart and stuff like that. But fortunately, mm-hmm. Walmart, they're just going to do whatever. I mean, it is Walmart. They're going to follow corporate rule rather than local information. Not true. Go ahead. Going back to Knox County, you had mentioned um, that there was a, a lawsuit, not a law. well, I would assume it's a lawsuit, against the school district over mask mandates. What is happening with that? Yeah, oh, about a week or so ago, three parents in Knoxville and Knox County School District sued Knox County School Board and the governor of Tennessee over his executive order 84 that allowed parents to opt out of mask mandates. Mm-hmm. Knox County is the second county in the state to take the governor and the school board to court and put an injunction in that executive order to the school board to put a mask mandate back on. Williamson County's got it, and now Knox County's got it. Um, okay. Basically what had happened, and this is from the complaint. This is black and white in the complaint. I can't believe this went through. These parents of these students, the students weren't even in school. They were either distant learning, uh, homeschooling, or private education. They weren't involved in the public school system to where they were being infringed upon, where they claimed under their Protections for Americans with Disability Act, yeah. The judge put an injunction on the executive order and used the American Disability Act, Title seven, six or seven, saying that it was an infringement on these students' rights and protections with their disabilities to force every other student in the school system to start wearing masks. Guess what happened? Those three what? students are the only ones exempt from the mask mandate. Uh-huh. Now I've got parents in Knox County that have special needs students that are not allowed to attend public schooling because they are not exempt. They were last year, but they're not this year. So now you've got students who have lost their education. The students that don't want to wear a mask are being segregated into another classroom. They don't get schoolwork, and they're counted absent even though they're physically there. They just had a two-and-a-half-hour school board meeting right now, and I was just watching it with mm-hmm. parents – literally ticked off, and rightfully so. You have these three parents whose kids weren't even in public schooling suing public school to force masks on everyone. And their kids are not even in public school. And the the problem is, is with, with kids with disabilities, the masks are a major issue. A major yeah. issue. And not every kid with a disability has a problem with masks. That's not the point. No. It's parental choice. It's, per, it's a parent's right to put that face diaper on their kid's face if they want to do it. I don't agree with it. I've got studies to show it doesn't work. I've had yeah. studies to show it doesn't work. But if yeah. that's what you want to do with your kid, well, look, you do you. Dr. Fauci himself in his thesis cited studies that showed that, oh, my God, right. pneumonia, yeah. bacterial yeah, pneumonia. Was one of the effects a, of wearing a mask all the time. He wrote a paper from the swine flu saying that people wearing face coverings, face masks, made the swine flu worse. Yeah. Because they wore the mask. Because they yeah, were wearing the mask, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just the swine flu itself. It was causing bacterial pneumonia. Yep. Oh, another little interesting thing that people use the Jacob D. Massachusetts thing saying that they can force vaccines and all that. What they're not telling you about the swine flu is that they killed the vaccine program when they attributed 50 deaths to the vaccine. 
We're yeah. right now on bears. We're up to 16,000 deaths to vaccines, and no one is blinking an eye on it. Not one government agency is doing any research. The vaccine advent reporting system is governed and maintained by the FDA and the CDC under the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986. It's a government website managed and controlled by those two entities. And for the viewers out there, people listening, saying that any Joe Smoke can write a report, yes and no. In order to write a report to VAERS, it takes almost 30 minutes to an hour, and they require medical history, treatment, Mm -hmm. diagnosis, onset, and physician contacts so they can investigate it themselves. And if the report doesn't meet their standards, it comes off the website. So these are absolutely so these are these are actually verifiable cases that are on the VARES website. Well, I'm going back to the whole no one's actually investigating any of it. But the reports well, I've read all okay. attest that the physician is contactable or it was written and reported uh, by the vaccine company. Now it's self reporting mm-hmm. for me and you, doctors, they may have to but if you go on the vaccine company's website and report vaccine injury, they're mandated by law to report it to theirs. Hmm. The reports I've all seen said co- report contains uh, physician contact information, meaning someone's looked into it but isn't actually reporting. And we all seen the Project Veritas video, the first whistleblower that came out. A federal yeah. nurse come out and said that these are not being reported, they're not talking about it, and their jobs are being threatened if they speak about it. So that right there, and it's like, oh, you can't take anything from this. Like, the woman had audio, video recording. How can you dispute that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. No joke. No joke. I mean, so if what you, you showed me an audio. So, so what do you what do you think we're looking at here in the next, uh, let's say, twelve months, legally, as far as these vaccines are concerned, and the general public. Well, I will tell you the Knox County suit has deadlines. Uh, that was set by court order. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as complaints, response, and answers and all that, the latest that will go on is November 3rd. The defendants, the FDA, has their final deadline, November 3rd, to respond to the pretrial motion to set aside the FDA approval. Okay. For everyone that's listening, a pretrial motion is something put before the court with a complaint saying that this needs to be heard first before we go into trial. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not do – they did an application for an ex parte emergency order, but okay. they, they used a ruling saying that the plaintiffs can't prove that they would be irreparably injured. I read the complaint, the application, and it was just dismissed based off they couldn't prove damage. So that's to be heard without the opposing party. That's a Rule 65B motion. Now they're going for the preliminary injunction – which is a pretrial motion. Once that's heard, both parties had a time to submit their briefs. There is amicus curies being written, meaning mm-hmm. someone that's not in the party is writing a brief either for or against the motion and why case laws and explanations and how it would be affected. Okay. If that one goes through, let's say the first week of November, the judge comes through and approves that FDA um, stay. Like I said, that will take the camaraderie vaccine and remove the approval as if it never happened. And then a lot of these mandates and rules that are being thrown out there are out the door. Okay, but the thing is, is the camaraderie vaccine is not even available here in the United States. Yes, but they're saying that the camaraderie vaccine 
its approval is interchangeable with the EUA vaccine. That's where people are getting messed up on. That's where they're lying to you at. But if they uh-huh. pull the FDA approval, now they can't even say that. If the FDA approval's been pulled, nothing's approved. They can't make that lie anymore. That's the whole point why I say that's a good one. The okay. one right. Supreme right. Court, I don't know. Case management hasn't set out when deadlines are going to be at. Uh, I could wake up tomorrow, look at the Supreme Court website, and they can make a decision by tomorrow. I don't know. It just depends okay. on how the court sees it. Now, a lot of people are going to say that there were a case in New York and a case in Indiana that was uh, petitioned to the Supreme Court, and they refused to hear it. They refused to hear it because they already have two cases in the Supreme Court that's going to address the teachers' union suit out of New York and one mm-hmm. in, out of Indiana. So that's the answer to that question. You hear about that because it enlightens the fact that the Supreme Court refused to hear vaccine mandate. It's completely legal. No, it's because they had two cases on the docket that spoke to that. So they just saved the docket space. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So if that ever comes in. Okay. So what's the upshot of all this, huh? What do you what do you see what do you see as as Me personally, what I see that uh, yeah. the FDA knows the game is up. They know that what they were doing was short time, the way this was rolled out. Um, the camaraderie.com website was just added. Um, they actually made the domain a while ago. Mm-hmm. But if you go to camaraderie.com, the brand name.com, it points you to an FAQ page for the vaccine itself. It's not a separate web page. You cannot connect to the web page by IP. You have to use the domain name. Uh, why this is important is that when a vaccine company brands a treatment and it's approved for use, they have a website up for that specific brand name treatment. Uh, Chantex is one of them. Yeah. This is funny. Yeah. Chantex just got pulled from Pfizer because it causes cancer. How long have oh, we God. used that? 20 years now? How long has that been out? <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, so Chantex.com has its own website. Where to get it, how to get it, pros and cons. If you're having issues with it, please report here. If you do, mm-hmm. if you click on report issues here, that's reporting to the company, and they have to report to the FDA. Apparently, enough people throughout the years have shown they're getting cancer, and Pfizer's just like, okay, yeah, we're going to pull this out. Too many people got cancer. They got their money out of it. Yeah, isn't that but What I like to remind people is, you ever hear info commercials that say, you may be entitled to monetary compensation. They're referring to something that was FDA approved. Yeah. I'd like to point that out to people. Yeah. That's yeah. the truth. That's a that's a definitely a, that's a that's a good point made. Uh, Mr. Andrew, I, I appreciate you for, for the um the, the the heads up and the great information this evening. Hopefully everybody um, from in the chat to everybody that's listening um, on the airways has been taking a little bit of notes and, uh, you know, looking into things in your state, your municipality, your country. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, when you listen to this later, um, obviously, this uh, there has been a lot of information. So, you know, this this uh, episode will be available um, within the next 15, 20, within the next 15, 20 minutes after the show is over. So you can go back and re listen and scan through everything there. Um, but I, I want to say 
before we go. Um, your medical liberty is is one of the most important things you need to protect. One of the most important things you need to protect. Because if they can, they, they have a chance to manipulate your body, they are going to do it. I mean, heck, they started it with um, a high fructose corn syrup in 1952, right? Yeah. And we know once high fructose corn syrup ended up in soda, what ended up happening? The diabetes rate, the congestive heart failure rate increased in black America during the Jim Crow era, right? Then they come out with medicines to fight diabetes all of a sudden. 1953, 54 area. We got GMOs, right? We have these preservatives that's in our foods now since the late 70s that mm-hmm. is making America one of the most obese countries in the world. Now we have yeah. all these different medicines to stave off hypertension, heart disease, all kinds of stuff. Your medical liberty, your health liberty is more important than anything in the world. And if they have you incapacitated due to all these different types of foods and preservatives and things like that, pesticides, whole nine yards, we can't be a fighting force. We can't be a fighting force. So it's it's, it's very important. And, and, and I'm the pot calling the kettle black right now. But, you know, it's important that, you know, we make sure we try to get ourselves into shape if we can. You know, um, you know, by, by any and all healthy means, right? You know, we so you know we can fight off mentally, right? The mental capacity you need by being healthy, the mental capacity you need, the physical capacity you need, right? Because if these people keep coming to where they're coming. There's no telling where we will end up as humans on this earth, if not extinct. And we'll be extinct because of man-made circumstances, not the creator's circumstances. Absolutely. So with that, Mr. Andrew, thank you um, for your, for, for your, your insight and information today. If you real quick tell people how to find you get a hold of you if they want want more information or in-depth discussion you can go ahead and throw that out there right now before we end out this broadcast yeah my email uh you can also find me on facebook with this email is andrew romine romeo oscar mike india november echo 55 at gmail.com i'm also on tiktok twisted underscore tcam I've got some videos out there. I'm happy to talk to anyone. And the information I've talked about here, I'm going to give to your co-host in an email. So you guys, if you want to put that on your webpage for people to scour through as well, information, I have no problem sending this over. And I want to remind people, science is about objectivity. Science mm-hmm. is ever evolving. Science is never settled. And here on December 1st, we're going to see a case in the Supreme Court that's going to show medical science has advanced and it's actually going to change Roe v. Wade in some form of identifying 
when a child, when an embryo is considered viable for the start of life. Science changes over time. We change laws over time because we evolve. That's just the nature of the beast. That's how things happen. Things are going to change. That's how it always is. People can't say the science is settled. It's never settled. If the science is settled, you have pregnant women smoking a brand of cigarettes their doctor recommended or using uh, in, uh, tanning beds to cure acne or nurses would, be still, would still be tasting urine to test for diabetes. Yep. Medical, evolves, medical science evolves and things change. That's just the natural course of life. So when someone presents you an opposing opinion in science, doesn't mean they're wrong. They just see something different, and that's how we evolve as humans. That's what we lose our humanity over. This is where we lost the discussion, the debate. No, you're wrong. You're racist. You're anti this. You're anti that. No, I'm not anti-science. I have science. So it's just, that's where people lose disconnect, and I wish we could get back to that. Like I was saying before, the media did their job. We wouldn't be in this predicament that we are now. But unfortunately, with with the Smith Pundit Act I talked about repealed, now the government can control the narrative. They control the education. They're controlling your news. Sooner or later, now they're trying to control your medicine, your body. Once they get that, you're done. You can hang your freedom and liberties up on the hook and call it a day. Then you've got to ask yourself, are you, going to live chain, are you going to live on your knees as a slave or are you going to die a free man on your feet? That's about the hill we're about to be on. That's where we're going. You can call me conspiracy theorist all you want. I've been to war. I've been to combat. And I can tell you, there's a hill some people will not retreat from, and it's going to be this hill. There will be plenty of patriots and veterans that will stand on this hill and die a free man then live chained to the ground. Amen, Andrew. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Like I said, I'm just trying to get this information out there so people can read, digest for themselves, and come to their own conclusion. All I'm doing is just sharing the info. I'm not saying that this is 100% right. This is the way you should think. I'm saying here's what you're not seeing, what you need to see. That's all I'm doing. Okay. That's exactly Fair right. enough. Well, yeah. that Miss Kel, thank you also for taking TV time out on this Wednesday. I want to thank <laughs> again. I want to thank thank you all my people that came through in the chat. I want to thank all the public radio stations in South Florida that's broadcasting. Y'all have a great night. Be blessed, and y'all know what I always say. Y'all say it with me: life, love, liberty, and happiness. Peace. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Southern Liberty Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.bpmg.us or leave a rating and review on iTunes. To catch all the latest from Roderick, You can follow him on social media at manofjustice007. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.